Well, thank you for joining the Grim and Bloody podcast. Tonight, we have Brian Jalpert, executive producer of Mind Games, uh, released this year, uh, June, actually, uh, starring Michael Pere, Robert Lasardo, and a really good performance by Jet Gendro. Did I pronounce that right? Gendro? I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but I, yeah. Gendro? Yeah, call her the Jet. She's the, the jet. fucking Jet, yo. The Jet. Um, so I'll, I'll go ahead and start it off. And, and thank you for coming on, Brian. It's a pleasure to have you on, and uh, congratulations on your film. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. Um, I'm a Robert Lasardo fan, so I immediately knew who he was. This guy is, he must, he must be in at least 20 or 30 movies a year. Um, he, he always plays uh, almost, you know, the crazed, straight-laced. Um, he used to be, you know, a little bit of a gangster, but then he had, you know, he's starting to build his range, and now he can almost be anything. Uh, in this one, he is the, um, from what we're watching, he is the uh, the captor. Um, he is the, uh, you know, the supposed uh, soldier, you know, the PTSD, uh, from what we're seeing from uh, Jet's eyes. Um, who she's playing, Tara Mays, a uh, army um, psychologist who's been mm-hmm. captured. Um, I really love his character. I, as good as Jet was in this, and she carried all the scenes, and I agree with all of the um, the reviewers and the critics that, you know, she carries the movie. I thought Robert was equally as impressive because I'm almost hanging, not on just his words, um, it's also his expressions. It's his, it's in his eyes. He's one of those actors where uh, he could just be looking at you and you just feel like, oh, sh- what did I do wrong? <laughs> Dude, um, when we were filming the scenes with yeah. him, you, the tension in the air, the energy of tension in the air filming those scenes, it like it was fucking intense. Like the intensity of it, like you could feel it. Like it was like, whoa <laughs> it's like robert i really like that tape but can we get one more and please don't knife me at the end <laughs> yeah no he's great it was fucking phenomenal it was it was really good to see him work and um to just be there on set and and because when we so he's he was like a trooper dude he's like a pro because when we were working with him um he wanted to shoot out quicker which is which is great you know we're i was ad in the project and producing it um, so the, the quicker we can move on some of this stuff, the better. And, um, yeah, we ended up shooting him out. We had him for two days and we shot his stuff out to where he could actually, we shot one scene in the morning cause we were supposed to shoot two days with them full. And we, I mean, we did like 10 or 11 pages with him one day. Um, and then finished up a little scene in the morning. So he got to hang out on the beach. <laughs> while we were finishing him but uh yeah phenomenal phenomenal performance yeah he's been doing this for a long time um I'm, I'm excited to see his work i, I want to see more of it i like to see him in in bigger budget movies uh more mainstream where everyone can watch it in the theaters um but yeah i was excited to see him on that i wasn't expecting him until i saw sometimes i can't put a name to a face but at uh, the minute i'm like oh yeah this is gonna be good he, he, and if- and if you look through some of the guys, like we had a lot of really seasoned pros on this movie. Yes, we had um, we had Jim Fitzpatrick. I mean, he was 20, 30 years in the business. Uh, Michael Milhoen, same thing, 20, 30 years in the business, friends of ours. Um, like, so we had some people that they've been around the block, man. And it wasn't because they were too drunk to find a house. Like they literally, they've been <laughs> around the block, yo. 
And uh, yeah. Hello, everyone. I, hey, Joe. Yeah. I'm so hey, sorry. Hey. I jumped right into it and I didn't introduce any of you guys. No, no. Or, no I don't know. My goodness. <laughs> what the hell are we? Damn. No, it was just that all of a sudden the audio kind of just like dropped. Joe Flynn, Creative and Kevin Hello. Nicholson, writer of Horrors Newsnet. As always, hey. ladies, thank you for coming on. Appreciate you having uh, coming on and spending your time with me. Talking sure. about being held hostage by <laughs> our producer, uh, you know, here, just, uh, yeah, let's just. <laughs> Who's the hostage? Is this Someday I'll get it movie? right. What the fuck's going on, guys? <laughs> <laughs> must be part of the movie. <laughs> That's just me jumping right into it with you, Brian. And like, oh, wait, there's others here. <laughs> this is fucking yeah. uh, uh, Brian, mind uh, game. My, uh, instead of mind games, it'll be mind fuck. That's how I keep everyone <laughs> on it. their toes here. That's it. Now, now, Brian, I gotta echo what Anthony was, uh, you know, was saying. Except that I'll say that a, a jet was. You have in this kind of film, where your lead character is in, let's say, ninety-eight percent of the scenes. Um, this kind of film, you have to have an actor or an actress who is charismatic enough to hold an audience, because the camera is always gonna, gonna be not moving away from you so in in jet's case i thought that she was really intense charismatic and she kept me as an as a viewer involved even though you're, you're realizing that there's you know that there is it's just her for most of the film yeah without yeah. giving too much away there's a, yeah. a really cool split scene with yeah. her and her um part of her which i thought was done very well her kid um, yeah, i don't want to yeah i want to we'll, we'll try to keep this kind of like uh spoiler free um spoiler free but yeah i'll right. say some of the the camera work uh especially the drone work was uh very impressive as well as the the interior right. uh especially getting the different facets of her her psyche uh i thought that was very well done so kudos to the cinematographer right which is my brother my brother uh directed oh, yeah. and shot the movie so in flip flops in fucking flip flops yo (laughs) that's not a lie yo we're in florida so we're in tank top and flip flops all year round yo okay that that was gonna be my question was like where the hell did you film this thing florida man yeah we were it was right so it was right it was right as covid hit okay and well no it was weird because we wanted to make the movie during covid like we didn't have this thing in pre-production so like we had the script for a while and um my brother got a hair up his ass and he wanted to make something and um we had we, we had did a pitch fest uh like probably six months prior okay uh we did the hack in hollywood pitch fest where we brought executives down to take pitches from filmmakers to really help uh, the community and, and, and um, you know, see if we can get some projects picked up. And by doing that, we showed a lot of people like like what we could do even besides the movies. So we ended up getting investors involved because of the pitch fest, which led Jake got hair up his ass. Yeah, I want to shoot something. So he started putting the shit together. And then um, before you know it, within two months, like, we're shooting a movie so we didn't have much pre-pro it you know 
it, it, we got the money together and then we just went and wanted to shoot something and keep it very low budget, very minimalistic. Um, we had a very small crew. Like I said, I mean, I was running sound and producing AD and my brother's running camera, uh, directing cinematography, gripping himself. Well, I think we had a, we had a kid like one day to help do some stuff, but I mean, we're very Robert Rodriguez style, you know, that's just our vibe. And uh, yeah, before you know it, we're shooting a movie with the jet. And I mean, her performance speaks for itself, you know? Oh yeah, it does. And she was brilliant as was the rest of the cast. So, you know, that's the good thing, you know, that you guys, you know, Robert Rodriguez, really talented director. And it's like, hey, it takes a lot of guts to do a film on your own it, it, like kind of like in that style of filmmaking yeah that's our way man we've always done it that way that's just always been every film we've done from a movie you know called house guest massacre that we shot in 2013 with alex vincent from the chucky movies child play yeah. to you know a haunted tour show we shot that did well for us um you know, everything has just been us, you know? We've never, we've never been the type where somebody just gave us anything. It's always been, it, it feels like a, like a, like a fucking pulling teeth or like uh, grinding it out, you know, to, to grab what we, we got to get because nobody's handing us shit. You know what I mean? So let me, let me ask you something, just sort of thinking about the, um, and I, I don't think I've ever asked this of, uh, uh, of a genre of, filmmaker uh -huh. is that when you have is there a difference when you have actors brought in who are accustomed to doing uh to doing horror films or doing genre films or even suspense films as uh as this is um is there a difference between having an actor come in who's had experience in those type of uh type of films versus one maybe who hasn't you know uh, who's either a newcomer or who hasn't done uh, you know that yet you talked about when you had um, for your film in 2013 you had uh, you had uh, Alex Vincent coming in yeah. and then uh, to do it who's familiar to you you know to, to the genre child's play knows what to uh, you know what would be expected of him for this film and then you have Michael Perret who's coming into uh, you know to this um, into this film again, who's been uh, you know a genre star for a lot of years, uh, mm -hmm. freaking icon as a, uh, as a matter of fact. Um, is it kind of has the experience been that these people you know coming in have been fabulous to work with, and and uh, it's made it a lot easier production? Yeah, I mean. Most people in the process that we bring in yeah. are usually pros and they know their shit. I've never had anybody really show up that wasn't prepared. Like there was no, there's never been no diva shit. There's never been people showing up. Uh, I want this or that. Like, no, like most of the people that we've worked with are pretty down to earth and gritty and, um, there's, there's never been a sequence where you where somebody messed up and you had the Deadpool reaction of, oh, fuck me. <laughs> no, no, man. 
No, I, like legitly, like there's never been anything where, yeah, I, I don't even think, to be honest with you, I can't even remember anybody dropping lines. Like Jet, like you got like the the dialogue that Jet had to memorize, okay? Right. And all that, yeah. Interact with herself. I, dude, she never dropped lines. She never. Um, she was a fucking true pro. Like she, like for what she had to do and the intensity level and energy that she had to keep up. Um. Yeah, man, she was a trooper, dude. Um, every everybody, and I'm not bullshitting. Like I'm a I'm a pretty honest dude for the most part. So I would tell you if anybody was, you know, uh, diva ish or like, yeah, you know, and yeah. eh, wouldn't Blinding really work off. with them again. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I know, like Robert, like Robert, fucking true pro. He went in there and he fucking just bam. Like there was no, like. They, they want to get in there and work from what I see. They want to go in there and perform and they want to do from what I see, what they like to do, like as an actor, you know? And that's the vibe I got from, from everybody that I worked with. The only person that maybe did it for the money I felt was Alex. <laughs> Cause he didn't want to act anymore. Um, and that was, and that was, the, but you know what? He says this joke all the time. He goes, uh, uh, friends till the end. Ha ha ha. He goes, man, yeah. Chucky was not fucking playing when he said that because he's still doing <laughs> Chucky shit. Right. He goes, he goes to all the conventions. They just dropped, exactly. I think, a new a new TV series with with Child's Play. Yep. And he's in it. And he's in it. So like, right. yeah, <laughs> he's uh, he's still doing it. He loves that Chucky shit. He's gonna be linked. He's linked to that. That's right. you know, that's his that's his thing. And and. Uh, uh, but you know, and I've heard him heard him speak. He's grateful. He is so grateful for that. You know, yeah, that is he's a good dude. Yeah. As far it's as, sort of like yeah. uh, sorry, Kevin. It's no, sort ahead. of like for example, like Michael Perret is mm -hmm. always stuck with that Eddie and the Cruiser, you know, character. You know, it's sort of like oh hey, you're the guy from Eddie and the Cruisers. Uh, no, yeah. but I was in other things too, you know. Philadelphia I Experiment. Like Hello. I look at it like this too. Hey, I'd rather be known for something than nothing. <laughs> Very true. Very true. You know? Yeah, that's uh, now. See, you know, when you had um, Michael Perret in this uh, this film, you were telling us uh, off mic that he was in for one day of shooting. Yeah, yeah, we had him for one day, which wasn't and, which wasn't yeah. much, but. It, it was it was a uh, it was all the office you know office stuff at a doctor's office we shot that right now he comes across as a guy we were talking about uh, you know, the actor who would spot on know his lines uh have you know have everything down before the camera even came on that morning yeah yeah he was definitely prepared man and uh i remember seeing him uh, slip a line and kind of like he was and, and he oh, I want to redo it and he went back and wanted to re redid it because like he's critical on himself from what I can tell you know yeah. just being there but at the same time too you know I'm running sound and producing so I can't keep a full eye on him you know what I mean sure you know my that my brother's looking through the lens and he's seeing everything visually the the framing the acting and all that good stuff so now and he and watching him even though he has you know, just 
uh, you know, he, he has not really, the, I don't want to give it away, spoiler, not really the biggest part. Uh, when, he, when he is on camera, I, I just feel without even a line of dialogue, I feel intimidated by, uh, you know, by him. That he is genuinely, I really feel that he is this colonel who's been in mm -hmm. the military for, you know, for 50,000 50, years and has, uh, has seen all the shit. And he just comes across as this, as this, as this really, you just don't want to fuck with him. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I can see the character coming off like that. He didn't have a vibe like that when we were on set, but no. he wasn't like saluting everybody and just like, no. get out and give me twenty push-ups like David Goggins. <laughs> you know, he was, he was, right. you know, he was, he was pretty chill. Um, but definitely, yeah, I de definitely, um, I could see that through the performance aspect of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and for anyone who is interested, uh, can you give us a brief scenario? about the film yeah so i mean the basic gist of it is this army psychologist who gets held captive in an rv and that um doesn't even explain anything but it explains enough for you to go hmm interesting um so i mean it, it definitely takes you down a rabbit hole as you guys seen and as you guys watched um definitely uh I don't know. It was it was just a fun movie to film, you know, and we're getting a lot of people uh, that are really enjoying it. And I noticed all that, Yeah, that's all that really matters is you're getting the feedback that people are enjoying it, and that's a good thing. Yeah. Now, where, and I, where, talk more about where in Florida you you filmed. I was just amazed at. Uh, especially the uh, the early scenes, how green the uh, uh, you know locations you were uh, you know you were using and so forth, and yet still seemed how remote um, locations. So you talk a little bit about where in Florida you got the film. So we shot the whole movie in Pinellas County, huh. and um, it's funny you say that. That scene, so all that opening stuff. I'm, I'm going to take some of the mystique away, but <laughs> there's there's like roads all over the place, not far from there, because it was shot at the Wagonville Flea Market, um, <laughs> which they sold. And uh, this is what happened. So I, I last minute I looked up the location we had because we had somebody. Jake had got the location with a friend. And, it, and then I had the RV, right? The RV wasn't registered. <laughs> it, it had no, it had no tag on it. It was old, and it, it was, was a real serial killer RV. Oh, yes. dude, it it was drivable. <laughs> it was drivable, but I find out the location's an hour and a half away. I'm like, yeah, fuck that. So last minute. <laughs> Last minute, I go, because I, I, I shot there before, I pull up, right? So I pull up to the Wagon Wheel Flea Market, and I go back in there. there they have this house in the back behind it. Like, you got to take this windy road, and it gets real crazy. So I go down the driveway. I pull up in the yard, and there's a bunch of dudes out there with shotguns. I'm like, what the fuck? So I walk right up to it. I'm like, hey, guys. I said, um is uh i think it was dan or eddie i can't remember who i spoke to before who owned the place and they go no he's not here and i'm looking at these guys they all got shotguns they're redneck as fuck 
And um, so they go, uh, you know, you shouldn't be pulling up like that on uh, people's property. I said, yeah, man, I know. I said, I'm I'm hurting for a location, man. I shot at, you know, here's where Sarah Tactics come in. I'm like, man, you know, we're hurting for a location. We're not far from you guys. Um, is there any way we can shoot real quick? Dude, it'll be five minutes. You know, we'll get in, get what we need to get out. And uh, sure enough, man, he was like, yeah, that's all right. Uh, could we be in the movie? Is it, and this is what they ask you every time. Is it a is it is it porn? <laughs> like, yes. I get that all the time. You shoot porn. So that was the interacting to get the location. So I went back um, to the house and the location was only like 10 minutes away. So it was great. It worked out great, man. Uh, and in the thing about Florida is it's it's humid and the, the trees are green and that's, yeah, that's why it's so green here. Yeah. Um, so we shot everything, everything in Pinellas County, Florida, man, St. Pete, Tampa area. Um, the beach is like 10 minutes from us. That's why my brother's in flip flops. Uh, and uh, that's where everybody was staying too. So we ended up getting uh, hotels, not regular hotels, but this, this guy owned this place and it was like 12 units. And um, we got a really good deal on some, uh, some little uh like uh efficiency type hotel place right on the beach so we spent we spent the time there man which was nice the girl did did they, did they offer girls as part of the hotel entertainment or something like that you know, you know like i that tried i tried to get that thrown in but you know i guess those perks just don't come with that hotel man i had to go somewhere else for that we, you know, it's just kind of hotel, you know, where you're, uh, or motel, where you're, uh, you know, just sitting in the room and you're hearing a deal going down right outside the room. Yeah, none of you that. There, there was no happy endings. <laughs> maybe, maybe in Bam's hotel room, that might have been it. Bam, our executive producer, <laughs> he, he might have some happy endings, but not me, man. <laughs> so, to talk about talk real quick about this uh the rv that you got i really thought that had character to it as as anthony was that was a cool looking it. interior yeah it, oh. you could almost like see the rust uh you know on it and that it that it's been a series that you, you you could you can you could almost smell like there's been blood and flesh being torn in uh in that rv before like it has been a serial killer one I will say this: the guy we rented it from was a little fucking weird, dude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, and he was living in it though. The guy was living in it because. So I go, all right. So a little backstory on the RV. My brother found it somehow. I have no fucking clue how he found this RV, but he's like, dude, we need an RV that has character. And so he found this RV and he's like, Brubri, can you go, can you go, that's what they call me, Brubri. So Brubri, can you go, um, can you go talk to this guy and get the RV? I said, dude, you haven't talked to him yet? Not really, a little bit. I said, all right, I'll go negotiate with him. So I go over there, knock on the door, nobody's answering, right? It's uh, uh, nothing, it's blank. And he's living in this like little unit area of somebody's business he's living in the RV so I'm not nothing nothing finally he gets up he's sleeping <laughs> and he comes out we start talking and I'm like this guy just weird but I'm like oh my god I said can I see the RV I go in it's just perfect dude we didn't have to do anything to it I'm like this is fucking this is perfect sure enough we ended up negotiating on a price 
and um, get in the RV for how long did we have the RV? Like two weeks, I think we had it stationed at that place because we had a we had a fourteen day shoot schedule. Um, yeah, fourteen day shoot schedule, and we had the RV for fucking the huge majority of that. You know, that is just such a you know such a um, uh, character vehicle that it almost takes on well like i said a character of its own in the film uh you know you feel like you put that rv up there with the season two of the walking dead (laughs) you know it's wow i'll take that (laughs) it's just that it's it's not um i I think the the good movies especially the genre films um the location itself is uh, a supporting character if not a main character um it, and I think it has to be because you're seeing so much of it, you know, kind of like the Overlook Hotel. I mean, that's a little over top, but um, it, the location itself has to has to be brimming with, you know, texture and feeling. Um, and there was a lot of scenes in there. You know, one of the, I think the one of the nicer ones um, between uh, Robert and Jet was the and minor spoiler, the the dinner scene or the breakfast scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, you over, uh, fuck you with a broomstick, fucking <laughs> 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 man. That uh, and that you, you you combine you know Robert with those lines and where they are. This kind of unassuming. You look at the the scene. It's just a, a place that you go and eat, right? And yeah. she's trying to work him, and he he gets it. And he's like, "Look, I'm gonna snap you right out of it. You know, this is gonna happen. Um, it." whether you finish your breakfast or not. I, I thought that whole thing, it was a perfect combination of the location, this little area in the RV where you could sit down and eat, um, her attempts to you know, gain control of the situation and Robert just slamming the door on that. I thought that was one of the more pivotal scenes in the movie because yeah. of that scene, because of the RV. The RV had everything to do with it, that, location, that spot right there. Yeah, no, I have to agree. And that scene wasn't originally worked out like that like they those scenes weren't supposed to be intertwined like that that was my brother i believe had to come came up with something to intertwine those scenes now you end up in the film as well and yeah yeah, uh kind of talk i mean kind of talk a little bit about because uh, you're doing a lot of work, I'll, I'll say you're not the director, but you're doing a lot of work behind, you know, behind the scenes. Was there a feeling like when you're going in front of the camera that you're you're somehow? Does it feel weird when you go behind the scenes and then go in front of the uh, and then go in front of the camera, uh, you know, to do your to do your role? Is it kind of like directing yourself in a sense? Um, I get what you're saying. The, the one, the the only thing that I had to do was I had to separate myself from logic and feeling because what happens when you're acting, when you're acting, you're truly just feeling you're, you're at least for me, I'm not thinking about the lines. I'm not thinking about, oh yeah, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. I'm legit. I'm, I'm authentically in a scene and I'm listening to what she's saying. I know my lines, right? And I know the deliveries sum up, but I have to be within my body on this. I can't, I can't be thinking about everything. 
So, but when I'm producing, it's a, it's a different thing. I'm thinking about the schedule. I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about that. So I just had to separate that, at least for me. Once I separate that, because people, when, when you're producing and you're ADing, people are coming up to you asking you shit constantly. Are we doing this today? This is that. We decides, you know, you're 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 getting everybody ready. So the director, because I was the I guess what was that first AD. So the director runs the look of the film, right? The actors, right. the feel of the film. The AD runs the set. So as the right. AD, you're you're making sure the 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 catering's there, the food's there, breakfast is there. People got sides. They know what they're doing. Um, the talent is has a place. Uh, the the um, the makeup and uh, makeup uh, Brookie did the makeup on it phenomenal job um, and, and she has her place so that was about the only thing man it's separating that to where when I'm acting I'm just you have to let go you know acting. yeah you, you just kind of fall mean? into the moment yeah By so the way. It really it's not hard for me yeah. but it's it's never been hard for me to do that I think it's more or less because I I've always been one to take on a lot of shit so. I'm used to it. You know what I mean. By the way, your your uh, uh, your idea of PTSD in your character is really uh, it's a wonderful performance. It's a wonderful job. Yeah, we haven't even talked about the the whole mental health uh, issue. Yeah, That's basically the, the 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 crux of the story. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. yeah. I always because, found. Uh, oh, go ahead, Kevin. Go ahead. No, I say because in in Brian's scenes with Jet. It's he's very calm and you know cool and collected, as if you don't. And it makes it it makes the demons that are behind you know in his mind even that scarier. Because mm. uh, he's going after her like you don't know, you know what it's uh, you know what it what it's like you know have you killed have you you know. And I thought the the way that you were you're going into uh, kind of an attack mode on uh, on Jet was uh, uh, was pretty intense. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're you're in it, like I said, I'm not thinking about it. So I don't know if I just embodied or channeled something, but. Uh, I'll be honest, I really didn't research any PTSD. I didn't research um, I didn't research on my character. I kind of just felt the dialogue. I felt like the dialogue needed to be delivered in a very calm like I, this guy was a psychologist too. So he's not gonna flip out. you know he's not gonna be there. listen to me, you bitch, you know like that's <laughs> there's no I don't I don't think when you have to raise your voice, I feel like it loses authority in some way, you know, like how Robert was. Robert re never really raised his voice in the film either. You know what I mean? No. Like it was right. more of a very calm, like if you don't do this, I'm gonna do this, period. You know what I mean? And right. um, yeah. So that, and that, I think, Creates um, a quiet intensity for the scene, uh, for the for the scenes, and uh, makes it more you know more effective. I agree with you know when, when somebody yells in a scene, it, yelling in a scene can be good. It can make for a specific 
uh, emotional point to be made. But um, once it's done, the drawback is where do you go from there? Yeah, like I felt like like uh, Wade Williams had a scene in there. He played one of the guys as well. Right. Um, so he was the guy that had the knife, and he was like, ah! That was, right. in my opinion, that was a great way of, of right. yelling in right. emotion. Like, that felt real. Like, that felt authentic. That didn't feel forced. It didn't feel fake. It felt like this guy fucking losing his shit, and it worked. You know what I mean? The I hands did. in front of his face uh, yeah. were shaking and, and yeah. so forth. And that, that really... That sold it for me. Yeah, yeah. If if Robert yeah. was to to scream in this movie, I don't think he ever did. But if if he did, his character did, it would have to be the culmination of everything. It would have to have been um, uh, Jet's uh, uh, work on him to the point where he's losing control. He's getting frustrated. Right. Um, mm-hmm. it, it would have to be a, a, almost the climax of the movie for him to scream because. He is he is level the whole movie. I mean, he he's got some serious undertones. You ain't gonna mess with this guy. Um, <laughs> but if he did lose his cool and snap, you get one, right? And it, it would be profound. Yeah, I thought it, it would be moving. But like I said, yeah, when people start screaming, you just you hear the first couple, and then the rest of them, it just start you start tuning them out, right? Because yeah. it's like you're you're screaming your lines. Okay, I I get it. Um, it happens in every single Michael Bay movie, you know, from the opening credits on. All they do is scream. Must be, the whole script must be in caps. Um, but I, I just kind of—that's why I'm, I'm such a fan of Lazard. I'll watch any scene he's in um, because he just has that intensity that I don't have to scream to get my point across, and you will feel it more yeah. if I didn't. Yeah, you know what's funny about that, my. Uh... My, you said mental Michael Bay. My <laughs> brother, this is a fun fact. My brother is a huge fan. He loves Michael Bay as his favorite director. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, he, he puts a good action sequence, but good God, his script must be like four pages. Oh, long. shit. That's, about That's it. so funny. People used to, people used oh. to fuck with them all the time because they would ask him what's his favorite. You know, you're thinking he's going to say Quentin or something. He says Michael Bay, <laughs> and people used to fuck with him all the time. Hey, that. now, don't knock The Rock, okay? The Rock's the, a good movie. The rock, okay, The know, Rock's a good movie. <laughs> of course, it's two thirds Sean Connery. You know the reason why, but uh, but uh, that's a damn and good movie. Bruckheimer. <laughs> that's what, that's where I will say. Well, Michael Bay, you know, you can talk all you want about the uh, uh, you know the the hyperkinetic shit in. Uh, the Transformers movies and uh, he does and save a lot like of that. money on costuming. I'll give him that. But The Rock <laughs> is good. I will say that The Rock is. I'm at the watch. I'm gonna watch that tonight. Now you just fucking got me out of mood. I haven't watched that forever. I'm literally writing that down. Watch The yeah, Rock tonight. The Rock. <laughs> My favorite line that I use all time, you know, all the time is "Your best losers always whine about doing their best." Winners get the fuck the prom queen. That's a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's crazy about that? You mentioned The Rock. So Jim Fitzpatrick, mm-hmm. um, who was in our, who was in the movie, uh, Jaden's, uh, Jaden's father. Right. Long time in the business. He was supposed to be in The Rock, dude. So he knew he because he worked with Michael Bay a lot, and he knew Michael Bay, and they were friends. 
So he ended up, uh, Jim ended up getting cast in a really big part. I think it was a soap opera he was in. And uh, it conflicted with schedules. I think he was going to play Ed Harris's part. I think. But he was supposed to be in that, man. Wow. Don't you you hate when that happens? It's like, uh, hey, I got this soap, but hey, there's this movie I really want to do. Yeah. You know what? He said he never would have changed, though. He wouldn't have changed it for what he did. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know, because yeah. there's always bound to be other projects that someone's going to say, hey, I really would want you to be in my film. 100%. You know? Now, Brian, um, I noticed that uh, you and your brother and Jet, you guys didn't stop working after Mind Games. I see there's something else that might be coming up on the horizon between you three. Yeah, we were trying to put some pieces together for... Um... A movie called Execution Game. Um, so oh, we're still awesome working name. on it. That's a we're, gnarly yeah. name. Well, the, the thing is, though, so just to tease that a little bit, the, the investors didn't like it because it, it, it feels like a Saw-style movie. Mm. Um, so it's it, they wake up in this room. They're all strapped to, uh, to wheelchairs and stuff, and it's... It's a cool little script. It's more, see, we don't do a lot of blood and guts, right? right. The movies that we try to create are more, they're more playing on the mind. They're more playing on the the wonderance of happening rather than what is happening. Um, so that's kind of how we go about it. So they're more thrillers, they're more, like we have a movie, if anybody wants to watch it, it's on YouTube right now through some some horror networks. It's called Terror Talk. And um, uh, the lead in that actually just got, he just got uh, casted in a, a big part that's gonna be coming out, a 50 Cent show, The Mafia Family, uh, Sean Gloria. Um, so we got to work with nice. him on, yeah. Yeah, We it's funny, we got to work with a few horror people. We got to work with Rob Mello before he got casted in some big horror stuff. He played the bad guy in um, Happy Death Day. Um, yep. So we, I, I don't know what it is. We keep getting tied to the horror stuff, and we're more psychological thriller guys. But if they want to watch, it's called Terror Talk. It's on YouTube for free. Um, good, 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 uh, good paranormal style movie. Um, but yeah, man, we just we just enjoy doing this shit, man. It's fun. Well, hey, the something connected to horror, man. I mean, that, that's you know, that's pretty good money-making uh uh, money-making thing they're a good genre man they're a good genre so it's it's right now we're in that whole process you know pushing the movie and getting it out there any way we can and doing interviews like this and you know posting on social media and you know uh trying to get reviews so anybody that's out there make sure you guys leave a review on amazon and imdb it helps in the ranking um and uh yeah it was definitely uh there is nothing like horror. I don't know why. Horror horror movies is something else, man. Well, the only thing I gotta say about execution game, Tom Cruise, you're out there. Good one for you, Tom Cruise, execution game. Huh? I don't know if we I don't know if we can get Tommy in that, man. Maybe uh John Travolta might might do it. I don't know if Tommy will. Flip a screenplay in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with a masseuse. Oh. <laughs> So Brian, let's let's uh, what else do you um, what else do you have that's uh, 
in the works right now anything that uh, you want to bring up um you know nothing's really solid man i got a few things that were like uh jaden is putting together a short film called Sh uh, silver strings that we're going to be shooting probably in probably a couple weeks and then we got um I've got a uh, I've got a short film that I'm going to hit the festival circuit with called Amber Alert that we're going to be putting together. I've got another short um, called SWAT that we're so we're going to take. I'm going to use these projects at least the Amber Alert the SWAT, and I'm going to use it for um, getting more investors, you know, development for features. So I use the I try to get as much ROI out of what I can. Um, so we're going to the festival circuit with that. And then I also got a movie that we've been in the works for a while now. I'm actually going to start putting a package together for it called In Your Image. That's a really good crime thriller, horror type vibe to it. Our, our same kind of um, uh, same tactics that we use on the other stuff. And yeah, man, we just we just keep moving, man. Some projects see the light of day. Some fucking don't go anywhere and and, you know, end up on the shelf. So it's a constant process of 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 motion i feel you know keeping the motion going doing the interviews like this meeting new people um interacting with new people uh you know traveling you know i just came back from atlanta um working on a um a crime show as a drive played i got to play a drug dealer which was cool um don't have much on that so i can't really say much yet on that but yeah man just stay in motion man just staying in motion now uh, as, as far as you, you mentioned about about your projects being that are being out there mind games where can people find that to uh you know to view what are your uh, streaming platforms so right now we're exclusively on amazon um in about two months, we'll be streaming on Tubi. Um, nice. Yeah, Tubi, and then what's the other platform? So we'll be going to, in about two months. We'll be going to other platforms. So, but right now we wanted to keep it just to Amazon, one place, get people to see it, and uh, start now. We'll start uh, throwing it out to other platforms because you, you got to think of uh, movies as windowing. So back in the day, it used to be theater. VHS, you know, like uh, Blockbuster. What the fuck's Blockbuster? Down to, uh, Blockbuster. You know, oh, Hollywood stores. Video and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, like, I loved Hollywood Video. <laughs> you know, I tried to buy their trademark. They wanted way too fucking money for that. Wow. I was going to mention. I was going to try um, to turn it into oh. a. Um... Go ahead. Oh, I wanted to mention. Um that uh, right now on Amazon, um, if you rent the movie, they actually have a promotion going on. So uh, it's basically $2, so 30% off, not bad. Yeah, that's fucking yeah. awesome, I love it. And I think you can click, if you click over for more options, I think you can get it for a buck. I think, yeah. I'm not for there's sure. there's a Walmart version of, of being able to see this out? <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm, what's Walmart? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no physical, man. Uh, Amazon is a is an excellent platform. I wanted to mention um, for for putting your 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 indie genre film because um, we've had like Kevin, Joe, quite a few filmmakers on here, 
uh, with their work on Amazon. They have a pretty expansive and revolving uh, collection of genre films. So, it, you know, I'm a horror fan first and foremost. And uh, if I want to kind of cycle through what's new or reemerging in horror, I go on Amazon Prime Video. That's right. I'm not going on Netflix. They always have a really small collection, right? Uh, it's mostly of their own work or, you know, really old stuff that they just bought. Um, but it's all mainstream commercial. Um, what other places are you going to go? Tubi? Yeah, Tubi's on there. They have hella commercials, right? <laughs> to the point where it's like, yeah. I should have just rented this and skipped the commercial. I'll actually just pay the extra few dollars to watch yeah. it in its entirety rather than having the movie broke up every five minutes with, you know, five minutes of commercials. Uh, but Amazon, um, they have a pretty nice uh, gateway for allowing uh, genre films on. And um, I'm always going on there to see, you know, something new that's popped up. And um, I think that's an excellent place to to have mind games. Dude, I agree. I think in my opinion, and this is just my fucking opinion, I think Amazon's the best platform, period. I mean, it, you just, you can rent you can get free TV and you can get ad TV all in one place. And I mean, that that just makes the most sense. The only the only things I normally watch, my first go to is either just just in general, if I'm watching, depending on what I'm watching, I'll go to YouTube, Amazon or sometimes Netflix. Those are my those are my three that I normally stick to, too. You know, I'll give Netflix a nod in presentation. They have a really nice splash menu um you just cycle in the movie and this nice huge trailer appears right and you don't have to do anything and if you, you stay on the thing for more than i think like 20 seconds it assumes you want to watch the movie and starts it right away um amazon they, their tiles are a little bit smaller not to get too granular but their their uh, collection is much more expansive so any indie filmmakers uh any indie fans of filmmaking you know i'm going on amazon that's where it is yeah 100 percent so, uh, <clears throat> Brian, where can people find you on social media? Um, well, I mean, they just look up Brian Jalbert. I'm, I'm pretty findable. Um, you'll see my fucking goofy mug. Uh, IMDb. You can, you can uh, find. I got in my information on IMDb as well. So, um, and if they want to watch the movie, just type in Mind Games on imdb or amazon and it'll take you right to it you know and then uh before we go is this the closing out yeah, uh, yeah. you can also let's, uh carve out a little time to talk about your uh your website and your services let's sure. do this let's let's talk about the michael prey story so i'm gonna leave it on okay. the story hopefully it lands please so <laughs> so so if if you don't know the executive producer all right, this guy, you got a picture of what he looks like. He looks like mafia, okay? He talks like mafia. And we all, you got me, you got my brother who has this fucking massive beard hat. Um, you've got Michael Pere, and you've got the Jewish mafia. So we walk in, we're on the beach. We go into this, uh, this restaurant, right? We order our food and... Uh, there's this degenerate next to us kind of being loud, trying to seem like, you know, trying to get our attention or, or whatever he was trying to do. I don't fucking know. He's just being loud and obnoxious a little bit. So we're just chilling. And all of a sudden he comes up and he starts pointing us out for some reason. You know, you got the Jewish mafia. You got Michael Prey. You got my brother, who's the bearded bum. You got me, the clown. We're just sitting there having a good time, eating food, chilling, having a couple of drinks. And this guy comes over and just, hey, what do you guys do, man? Blah, 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 blah. You, I don't know why he's asking this stuff. And then, bam, I mean, just 
with, without blinking, he's like, uh, yeah, we're in waste management. Just right off the rip. <laughs> just we're waste management and shut the kid right fucking down because he was just being like, uh, just, and it was just, it was just funny as shit. But then he kind of kept on and we ended up having to, you know, scoot him on a little bit. Had the Jewish mafia take care of him a little bit. <laughs> If you want to see who I'm talking about, go on and check the uh, the I you look for Mark Bayham. That was our executive producer, and uh, he actually was in the movie. Congrats! You got cool? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that's Mark Bayham. So he's he's a good a lunatic, you know. Uh, definitely, uh, definitely fun. But yeah, man. Other than that, I really appreciate you guys having me on. Okay, um, hold on. I'll talk about your website and uh, and everything where people can find you if they uh, they want to know more about the Jalbert brothers. Well, I mean, right now, I mean, we're really not offering too many services. Um, we're we're more or less just developing stuff right now. We've always stuck to what we're doing. I mean, if they wanna if they wanna hire a really good cinematographer, definitely check in with my brother Jake Jalbert. I mean, they can find him on IMDb. He's got his info. So remember, he shot that whole movie. He did all the cinematography. He right. did the directing. So if somebody's out there and they want a really good cinematographer that knows what he's doing, go reach out to my brother. He can definitely help. Um, uh, you know, he's been traveling a lot, doing a lot of stuff like that. As far as me, if they want an actor in a film, um, send me something over. I'll take a look at it. Love to be involved. Um, I'm not looking for projects right now, but if something does come around that I like, maybe we try to package something put it together i don't know it just it just all depends um that's that's basically the gist of it you know i want to see, i want to see you play another ptsd you know uh character uh uh maybe the same um the, the same guy was his name victor in the um, in the film yeah play that let's 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 have an entire film because i think I could be the quiet psychopath right there. Love it. I like it. I like it, man. I'm in. I'm in. Let's, uh, let's, let's, let's make another movie. Bam. I just want, you know, I would want his character, yourself, to utter the lines tick tock, tick tock. You know? I like that. Tick tock, bitch. Tick tock. <laughs> no, not the, not the website. I'm talking no. About- oh, no. Oh man, where are you going with this, bro? You, t- you still stuck on the massage parlor? No, <laughs> that's it. That, that's it. <laughs> I told you that was Mark Bam, not us. That's right. I swear, I'm innocent. Well, guys, the movie is called Mind Games. It is on Amazon. Uh, definitely check it out. It is a mind fuck. You're going to enjoy it, Brian. Thank you very much for your time. Thank Appreciate you, for you me, coming on and spending your evening with us. And yeah. Um, yeah, we'll look Anything. forward to seeing more of your work. Yeah, man, definitely. Yes. Anytime. And uh, yeah, let's stay in touch. Oh, we will. And as always, I go ahead and lend the, the end of the podcast to see what my fellows are working on. Uh, Kevin, what you got cooking up this week? Next uh, coming up is uh, I've got a story showing up in Scary Monsters Magazine for nice. those who are old horror fans uh the movie the uninvited one of the original 
ghost stories um, from the 1940s. We're uh-huh. talking about or be writing about that, and that's coming. Uh, that'll be coming this October, I, uh, I believe. Awesome. So yeah, a lot Joe? of fun. What you got going oh. on, Joe? Oh well, I am gearing up for uh, some crazy movie talk. Uh, you know, we got the TV series of Chucky coming. We have the new CD from Midnight Syndicate called Uh Bloodlines, which comes out in August, I believe. And yeah, uh, Son of Montepalooza released its guest list partly. So it should be a lot of fun if you're going to be out in Burbank in September or October, I mean. Why do I want to keep saying it's almost September already? Damn. I'm losing my mind. But yeah, a lot of stuff coming up. I'm going to ask you, Anthony, what do you have coming up? Oh, well, after I complete this move, (laughs) um, (laughs) as far as the festival, August 26th is our our notification date for uh, season two of the Death Raid Film Fest. And this year, if if you go on filmfreeway.com or uh, deathparadefilmfest.com, uh, we give a little um, summary of how things are looking here in California with COVID. Um, but I mentioned it on the previous show that um, things are still kind of on the, you know, the up and down as far as the Delta variant. And um, as far as, you know, mainstream theaters are fine because they're going to ignore it and you just wear a mask. But the local theaters are, you know, still trying to get their feet up from under them. Um, and some of them up until a couple weeks ago, we're still waiting on, you know, government assistance to get back open. And um, the fall season, if you weren't kind of like a, a reoccurring or a big ticket event, uh, you know, like a, you know, something with a serious uh, established ROI, um, you know, they would have trouble fitting you in. Um, so while 2022 is looking really good, <laughs> 2021 will be uh, virtual. So, um, we're going the same way as, you know, actually many uh, horror film festivals have already gone. Uh, you know, film festivals like the Telluride Horror Show, uh, New York City Horror Film Festival, Arrow Video Fright Fest, Popcorn Spring Fright. Fest. And there's another one that just popped up also that are, they're debuting in a few weeks. Um, the name is escaping me, but I think it's, um, oh geez, it's, it's like right on, the tip of my tongue it can't be important if we can't remember it Uh, i just i was watching him like oh you guys are going to be on there too um yeah but a number of um establishing of festivals i've been doing it for years and years uh, have turned to eventive uh for their uh virtual fest and um i had a walkthrough with their uh representative and it's a very um comprehensive and um creative uh, so I'm not just going to you know, be dropping content in a bucket and pressing play. I'll have some you know, creative control. And that's what I was looking for ultimately. So happy to have it on Inventive. Um, notification dates uh, will be the 26th of August. And then um, and, we'll be lining and up. And we're going to be having Badass Bunyip on. Yes. Thanks to our dear friend, David, David Black. Black. Yes, Badass Bunyip will be one of, I haven't decided, two or three uh, features, uh, but it will definitely be uh, the first one. So we're excited. Very entertaining. Film. That one. Very entertaining. And um, 
I think uh, hopefully we can put some panels together. That'd be uh, some uh, pre-recorded uh, additional content. Um, maybe at Al's studio, we'll see. Um, but I'm sure. excited. You know, I'm excited to, to do that whole thing, get back into the festival, even if for, for this year it is virtual. Um, we're just trying to stay safe because we're not all the way there yet. Um, Very true. But staying yeah. safe and having fun. That's yeah. staying it. safe, having fun, and we will be in a theater together uh, soon enough. So August 26th, if you have submitted a film, um, be prepared to you know hear back from us. And um, we've seen I've seen a lot of quality films already. So I'm already making a list and checking it twice. <laughs> Some good okay, stuff out Santa. there. <laughs> um, that's what's going on here. So, and till next time, guys. Anything else? No, I no. think we're uh, I think we're we're pretty cool. Yeah. Yes. Until next time, guys. Um, enjoy uh, horror. Good night, everyone. Stay tuned. Good night.